0: have Pastor Jeff back with us. He's been with Pastor Eli and Fatima and our team that are pioneering a brand new church location in Melbourne, which is very, very exciting. So let's give Pastor Jeff a big welcome as he comes up.
1: Good evening, everybody. I got back in yesterday, so you're all good. And uh, big police told me all the areas because of my flight yesterday, but uh, nowhere near in Jesus' name in Jesus' name, which is so, so good. Um, everybody, uh, just great to see you. I've just had uh, the last four days, three and a half days in Melbourne, and uh, you just need to know that, honestly, the Lord's hand is on us for church planting. It, it, I'm just, make, let me make the declaration. It is supernatural. Honestly, supernatural. So, we're in our flow. So I've just been there, and um, for those who don't know, we've actually, you might not know the town we've gone to, but we've actually gone to a town where I went and uh, to the area and had a feeling about the place. Anyway, I took the whole vision team with us just before I tell you what else is happening, but I had the whole vision team with us in a van. This is a good while ago um, to go to the area, and we drove around 20 suburbs in Melbourne. This is a good while ago to see where the Lord would have Global Heart Church go to, and we went to one suburb, and at the end, uh, we went to one, one suburb at the end. Everybody on our church eldership all said the same name of the same suburb as where we're meant to go. Everyone on our eldership said it. So, so and just so you know, too, we don't do things in a hurry. Um, Melbourne's been really rattling around for 10 years. So when I say rattling around, the Holy Spirit uh, stirs it up. So I told Pastor Eli, just so you guys know, eight years ago that um, I believed that he'd go and lead our campus in Melbourne. So he had a seed sown, but 10 years ago, I felt it. And then the lead up to that was, who remembers, I was on the national executive with Wayne Alcorn. So I, well, a lot of my meetings with the national executive for Australian Christian churches, uh, which is the denom- denomination we're a part of and you're a part of, the most second most attended church In the Country is an Australian Christian Church's church. Anyway, uh, when I was there, the state church planning director from Victoria, his name's Ian Krudoff. He's been there for 30 years. He's a German Aussie. And uh, how many people know that Germans can get to the point? So anyway, so Ian came to me when I was on the national executive. He appeared at a couple of the meetings and three times he came to me and said, Jared, I'm telling you now, I've been doing this for 30 years. Global Heart Church needs to be in Melbourne and you need to hurry up. I said, really, why do you say that? He said, I've looked at all that you're doing. You're meant to be here. A couple of executive meetings later, he comes back to me. He was invited to speak about something in Victoria. He comes in and goes, are you here yet? And I said, not yet. So anyway, so third time he comes to me and he goes, you're running late. So anyway, so what happened was uh, when we came and said the area, so you guys know, we've gone to Camberwell in Victoria, for those who know Victoria. So when I told Ian the area, he said to me, I can't believe it. There's literally no Australian Christian Church's church in that area at all. So we've gone straight to the area where we're not, which is usually our modus operandi. So we have gone straight there again, and um, he's absolutely ever thrilled. And you need to you know, the church pain director for Victoria met Eli, met the team. And he said, no one's been able to break through here. And he meets our team and he goes, oh, my goodness, you're all soul winners. You're all evangelists. And being German, he says, Eli, show me your program, of your itinerary of what you're doing and when that will happen. And Eli shows him and he goes, well, I think this team's actually going to do it. So, so. So, Eli and Fatima, everybody's moved in now. Stephen, Suzanne Cooper, for those who know them, they've moved over as well. Uh, Sean, my oldest son, has moved over. And who else we got? Kane, Nick, Jess, who else is there? Jane, Sue's sister's there. You have to me the rest of the names. Who else is there? It's a whole bunch. All of them. Ray said that's right. Anyway, there's a great team. They've all moved over. Everybody's found really, really cool accommodation right on the town. And already, wherever I'm going with them all, everybody starts to know our team. And they're all like, who are you people? What are you doing? What are you guys all about? What is it? You know, so uh, all, I, all I can tell you right now is the touch of God is on that team and on Eli, Eli and Fatima as they lead the team. And uh, everything that we saw hap- starting has already happened. So Sunday night... We had what they call an interest party. Eli didn't like interest party, neither did Sean, so we changed it to the Melbourne Hangout. I don't know, I'm 58, do whatever you want to call it. <laughs> so, 58, I'm no longer, you know. So call it what you wish. So, anyway, so we had a Melbourne Hangout and 50 people and children rocked up. So isn't that awesome? So 50 people and children and... Uh, yeah, and so the team has made friends everywhere, invited people, and where they had it in this kind of cool, kind of clubby place in Camberwell, all the, all the people and staff were like, who are you people? And you won't believe it, everybody, everybody who came was of a different nationality, which nearly every person was from a different country, different continent. And even the Christians said to us, oh, you know, we might go, they won't go to their own culture, church, whatever. They said, we've never seen so many people come from different countries in one place. And the guy who owned this like, little clubby place we use, he's like, how do you get people all having a wonderful time who are all from everywhere? And uh, so Eli goes, oh, "That would be a church, mate. You should come. And the guy goes, I will. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he said he's coming. And uh, wants to know more about it. Anyway, so just to let you know, it was fantastic. Uh, so many new people. And everybody was open. And Eli, I think you're going to hear it. I don't know if Eli mentioned it. I'll just mention it early. Eli's barber, who's from Iraq um, and who is a Muslim. And we just pray pray for him. We're praying that he's going to get saved. He and the other barber, uh, Eli went in and he said, I've been looking for a Christian to invite me to church. So I've never been to a Christian church. So he came Sunday night and he just said, I really feel this is the start of something for me. So, yeah, so I'm chatting with him. And then what really touched me is, you know how we love compassion. And our mission is to help the children. And everything that we do, it's always to help the children. And our focus, obviously, number one, our mission is the children of Rwanda. Well, two young guys in their 20s from Rwanda rocked up. So, <laughs> so, right at the start of Global Heart Melbourne, oh, from the people who lost their family in the genocide, two of them rock up, just as our mission is with Global Heart Church, even Germany's on board now helping the children of Rwanda, two young guys in their early 20s rock up. And I'm sitting talking to them, just thinking, Lord, you are so funny. Even as we have the first meeting, the first one I come to, you're letting me know you're in the right place. And also, don't forget, it's still about the children. In Jesus' name. We're going to reach a lot of people, but it's still everybody at Global Heart Church. For our church, it's the children of Rwanda. In Jesus' name. The Lord was like, just letting me know. Can we give the Lord a hand for his direction? So, so right now, I think we have him. I've told a lot of the story now, but let's see what he comes up with. But Eli and some of the team are on line. Let's see. Hey. hey. Come on, give this. Give him a big hand. How are you? Come on, church. Give the Melbourne team a big hand. Who are, the ones who are there. <laughs>
0: It's just, the, uh, it's just the boys tonight. The boys. That, uh, oh, you, in,
1: in, in lockdown, isn't it? Yes. Pre, Pre-COVID jitters. Okay.
0: <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> I had
1: best time. Well done, Eli, to you and Fatima and to all the team. It was Sunday night was Holy Spirit miracle and anointed, and that our church there is often racing. So God bless you guys. Just, some, just tell us something. Eli and the guys can jump into if you want to jump in. But just tell us a little bit, mate. I've already told church... There's a miracle started, a miracle happening. Why don't you just give us your your um, uh, thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, well, first of all, Pastor Rich want to thank you for coming and Global Heart Church for believing in the vision for Global Heart Melbourne um, and also speaking to someone beforehand too who's been praying for us. And I just said, you know what, we're definitely uh, witnessing the answer to those prayers, um, just the miracle stories. We were watching some that you already shared, Pastor Jared. But just the people that we're encountering. Um, one of the prophecies I got a lot before I left um, to Melbourne. I know Brian Muelhausen, you were one of them. Um, you talked about that the people will be there, will already be prepared for you to meet. Um, that you know you don't have to go out and find them and search for them; they will already be there. And it's like every single person we meet, whether it's in a a cafe, or in a, a chocolate shop, or a, a shopping centre. It's like they're primed, ready uh, to hear <laughs> about Jesus. Um, you know, we've got atheists coming to interest parties. Who, yeah, I'm an atheist. And then at the end, they're they're, they're weeping, trying to describe <laughs> the yeah. feeling that they're feeling. They're saying, you know, they're trying to describe the Holy Spirit. They're like, I don't know what it is. This power, yeah. blah blah blah. But they're just, you know, um, so it's pretty amazing what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. So we had 50 people there on. Sunday, and then plus probably 10 kids, which was good. And uh, 35 of them have never been before, of the adults. So, <laughs> and probably 5% of the people we're meeting, well, who, who are there, probably less than that, probably 2% are Christian. The rest of them, you know, have, have no idea who God is and God has a plan for them, so. Uh, yeah, it's been a wild ride, um, but definitely feel right in the right spot at the right time
1: with the right team. That's yep. right. So good, mate. And Nick and Kane, we need to hear a little something from one of you guys, or both of you. What can you tell us quickly? I agree with everything Pastor Eli just said. And, um, <laughs> yeah, Sunday Sunday was super awesome. Like you said, Pastor Jared, so many different like nationalities. Yeah. And it's just been an awesome experience actually seeing firsthand what God is doing here, I think. And it's just awesome. It's awesome to be part of it. And it's awesome to be in these cool offices that you guys are seeing right now behind you. So we've
0: got a little bit of a, a snippet, which just some of the, the stuff. Sean put this together today. Yeah, these,
1: these are our offices that we use and use for leaders' meetings as well. So. Yeah, so we're there right now, 9.30 at night. And, um... Wow. <laughs> well done, well done. I hope you got your mask for when you leave. <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's Nick going to tell us? Nick, what would you like to tell us too? um god's doing amazing things here. uh like Pastor, i said everyone we're bumping into everyone's so intrigued because like you said pastor jared there's no acc churches here so like even at east and on uh, the place that we were at on sunday the owner was like man what's these two cool young guys doing as a christian and so that's how the conversation led that he wanted to come when church was out Cain was like you should come yeah. <laughs> and he's like yeah bro <laughs> so, <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah, yeah so it's, that's good, the team all live locally too, um, which has been a real plus for us, like it's, you know, uh, people are meeting people and then people from the other team are meeting the same people, um, which has been really key uh, as well. Nick works in a cafe that's local and a lot of people that have come through to church and interest parties uh, actually have walked into Nick's cafe and just started a conversation. Um, and we're just sitting there piecing together all the, the threads that God is doing, like, you know, um, fashion designers coming in and we're hooking them up with a person who's studying fashion. And, you know, this business person will come in. Oh, you should meet this person. Uh, you know, um, the, the lady who supplies the chocolates for our interest parties, we give like little thank you chocolates. You know, um, I told her what I was doing the other day. And she's like, oh, no way. She's a orthodox Jew. Um you know, <laughs> who's been looking for a church. And, you know, she's telling everyone I'm the pastor of Camberwell. Like, you know, so. Uh, <laughs> <It's been around. laughs> it's it's we had a young guy from the gym come, Cristiano, and his girlfriend came on Sunday. Um, Italian guy who's missing his family because they're stuck in Italy. Um, but he came, really got touched we, as well.
1: He, to, he told me he came because uh, you did the best leg, press, press, leg best leg presses that he's seen. And he's yeah. a trainer. So he's come because of you and your leg pressing, apparently. <laughs> so I don't know about, don't know about yeah, anything yeah, spiritual, yeah, yeah, yeah. but he's liking your yeah, technique yeah. is what he told me. So you got a, you got a fan following from leg press Could you give us technique. a
0: display now of your leg press? Uh, yeah, do, do you want to show us Maybe now? With the yeah. Maybe with cane, you <laughs> could lift cane. Yeah, uh, yeah, he couldn't walk for a week, he said. And I said, well, that's cool because my, uh, Jesus, my Jesus heals the lane. So... Uh,
1: <laughs> no, it. He, he did Good evening, guys. Well, yes. the so we're, super, we're super proud of you all, and uh, just love your hearts and, and just your passion for the Lord and your passion for people. Um, I just was really blessed to see just how you all are, and uh, and just the team unity and the life and everybody's heart for people who don't know the Lord. And uh, you yeah. know, even though we're we know you know it's a it's a great city, but there's so many yeah. people there who are lost and who are needing God so desperately, so good on you guys, super proud of you all, we love you, we miss you all too, I miss you already, i am just come back, but I'm missing you already, so <laughs> yeah, so good, uh, good on you guys, can we give uh, Eli and the boys and the team their big hand in Melbourne, so proud of you all, see you guys, thanks for hanging out, <laughs> yes, <laughs> see yes. you. bye, yes, see yes. you guys, fantastic, how was that, how was that, so now uh, you all need to just be planning in the next 12 months your trip to Melbourne. Don't do it all the same weekend. And uh, is Gary Fermaggio back? Gary turned up on Sunday night. Something, somebody there looks familiar across the crowd. And I went, oh, hello, Gary. So Gary came. He was there for work in Melbourne. So even on the uh, first night of our first kind of hangout, inviting uh, people, Gary Fermaggio Ar- was there for those who know him. So, anyway, so if you rock up, let's get somebody there every weekend, eh? and support the mission. Really, really good. Let's give uh, the Lord a hand for what he's doing. Come on, let's give the Lord a great hand for what he's doing.
0: Mm. Yeah. So it's exciting what God's doing across our locations, but also really exciting what he's doing right here through your service and my service. And so let's check out some of the things that have been happening this year.
1: Thank you, Lord. How good is that? And uh, together, we're seeing a lot of people come to Christ. And what what we really love too, and already in Melbourne again, everybody, is that we are going for the lost. And uh, and we love it if Christians are rededicating to always, you know, welcome to those people. But we really are going for the lost. And in Melbourne now, seeing all unsaved people turn up, hardly a Christian in the room, I just loved it because uh, that's who Jesus came for. So uh, we wanted to honour tonight our new Christian team at Global Heart here in Perth. Come on, actually, come on, give it up for the new new Christian team looking after everybody getting saved, everybody who's returned to the Lord. (laughs) Come on, give them a big hand. They're really caring, loving, serving, giving of their lives and time. Well, everybody, we, uh, and some of you were new Christians as well. So I love it that the new Christians are now looking after the new Christians. But, uh, you know, people's lives are so valuable to God. And I really want to honor all of you because in caring for new Christians and loving them, coming alongside of them, it can be absolutely fantastic and rewarding, but can also be challenging. And, uh, but you guys all love and care and keep a great spirit and great joy and great heart. And, uh, and you represent, hello, the Lord so well. So you represent the Lord so well. So we're all very proud of you. Sue and I are so proud of you and all the pastoral team for your care. And uh, you're continuing to come alongside people. And if you're here, everybody, can I encourage you to be Friday nights? because Friday nights is, you know, we're, we're always giving people the opportunity to come to Christ. But Friday night just seems to be the night that it really mainly happens. And a lot of that is because we do aim to preach messages for the unsaved. But after that, sometimes in church life, there aren't shepherds there to care for them. And obviously, the pastoral team are doing all that they can. But you, we, we want our body operating. And uh, I love it that here at uh, Global Heart Church in Perth, and also around the world now, but here in our own home here in Perth, these guys do such a great, 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 great ministry. I won't say job, ministry. And, uh, and also, to you're exampling that to the church family here. We see it. Pastoral team sees it. But I pray and believe in the days to come that other churches will see it. Uh, and not for us to be seen by churches, but so that we can help them and be an encouragement to them in Jesus' name. So we honor you. We thank God for you all. Don't stop now. And I think working in the new Christian area is just exciting. So it's just exciting working where you're working in the birthing unit of the house of God. So so you're in the best place, but we really appreciate all your hearts and all your efforts. Can we give it up for these guys one more time, everybody? We've got a small gift for you all, so come on, whoever's going to give them that. We've got a small thank you. So wherever you are, here comes a thank you now. I love that. All right. Oh, hello. You win a car. You win a car. You win <laughs> So <laughs> Oprah is here. How going? So, a small gift to say thank you so much, and we really appreciate you guys also. We hope that you're blessed by that. All right, you need to give this is not a clap, this is a yell now. So, let's give a yell for our new Christian team. Come on, let's give a big yell. We love you guys. Thanks so much. Thanks so much. You're awesome. Thank you so much. Fantastic. Awesome. You can head off now. And Pastor Spencer. Fantastic. Awesome. Hey, grab your seat. You can be seated. Thanks, everybody. And, uh,
0: I just wanted to see one more, um, share with you one more story tonight of a guy who bought a friend's church and really what came out of that. And then on the back of that, show, it's going to share a short message with us. So check this out. We used to like, play games a lot together, like, especially like the last two months before it came down. Mm. And usually, like, obviously, we'd ask each other how our days went. And then I'd be like more than comfortable saying, you know, after Friday night church, why Friday night church. I think I developed more of an interest because I just kept hearing about it. I was wondering where my friend was going, where was he spending his Friday nights. He was more like, <laughs> oh, I'm going to church, I'm following Jesus. But then, you know, I started to build more of an interest because, you know, I kept hearing, kept hearing. I was like, all right, this guy's dedicated. What's going on? He basically invited himself down because I feel like, obviously, Jesus, God was creating an interest in him. But the moment when it hit me is when I actually saw him like during the altar call and saw so my friend put his hand up. And I remember in that moment, I was actually, I felt like pretty impacted, like seeing my own, like he's my best friend. So it was pretty crazy seeing like your best friend get saved. And honestly, I want to say like the moment that happened, I felt like my own faith as well, like increased like tenfold or so uh, because of seeing him do that. So that was actually pretty awesome. But don't forget, this is a relationship with God here. Like, you, you, you'll be surprised when they get here. It's gonna be so, like, you just bring him here, God will do the rest. Mm. Like, Tabo just brought me here, but God's doing work in me. Like, I'm not here just because of Tarbo. Mm. I got here because of him, but I'm here for God and Jesus. So yeah, it's one of them things. Like, I think once you just really get over that initial part, like, oh, God, I gotta invite someone to church. Oh, what if someone thinks I'm weird? Just, it, it's fine. If you're gonna, just be weird a little bit. Who cares? You're fine. <laughs>
1: We, we need to get you guys your own TV show together. <laughs> like you go to church just to watch you two together. Tavo, well done, mate. And Kudzi, well done. That's awesome, you guys. Well done. Thank you for sharing that. That was so good. So good. I um, just want to let everybody know, too, um, we've got our half uh, for the House coming up the 18th and 20th of June. So I just want to encourage all of our key core people here at One Heart Night. That That's our time where we really are coming together to help, you know, finance all of this and uh, financing the helping of lives. I actually don't think there's anything greater you can do with your life. There is, I'm sorry, I don't care if you're a medical scientist, you're only going on a rocket to the moon, serving the Lord and building God's house... Hello, this is the number one thing you can do with your life. Number one. Number one. And uh, by the way, having said that, that does not mean that you're not in ministry if you're a hairdresser or a banker or, you know, you are in ministry. And I like what uh, Nathan said the other day at um, Influen- Influential. We're bridging the gap. Bridging the gap. He's, he's not on a pastoral stuff, but he knows he's in ministry in uh, working in the business that he's working in currently. So I want to encourage everybody, you're in ministry, and and together, let's all play our part, but we come together uh, for Heart for the House to finance what we're doing here in Perth, and then beyond and all the things that we need to do to continue to take us forward. And uh, with vision, you've always got, you know, there's always finance needed to fulfill vision. God gives us the vision, but then he looks for us to all to believe him and trust him to fulfill it. But I want to encourage you, you have a great inheritance in the kingdom of God when you are sowing and giving and putting God first uh, and his house first uh, with our finances in Jesus' name. Let me just pray for everybody. Father, just thank you, Lord, for everybody here. Thank you, Lord, for your great hand on their lives. Thank you for your great hand on our our house, Lord, here in Perth, Father Global Heart Church in Perth. But I pray also, Lord, for Zambia, for Germany, Lord, who is still in uh, such a lockdown. Father, pray for Melbourne right now. Let them all prosper, God, under Your hand. Let salvations be seen in every service. Let people find You every week, Father. As we've stretched and stretched our tent pegs in our tent, Lord, and sent people that we love, Lord, to the four corners of the earth. We just pray, Father, that you would Lord, see that. And, Father, you would bless our sacrifice and, Father, our giving. And I just pray, Lord, that you would cause a multitude to rise up and serve you and honor you, Father, and be radically saved. We just thank you for that now, Lord, radical salvations, and let your house be built and provided for. And I pray supernatural blessing on everybody here, Lord, who's put their hand to the plow of service. Let them be blessed, Father. Let them be children be blessed, their grandchildren be blessed. And I just pray, Father, help everybody to lift their eyes to see, Father, that you have called us to a great vision together. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So everybody, I'm just going to just declare our vision again, just so you know what our vision is here at Global Heart Church. If you're new and you've never been to a One Heart Night, too, big welcome. And uh, we really, really welcome you. But also want to say to everybody, you're really needed. We need you. As our church gets bigger, we need more people. And sometimes people think, oh, no, they got, it's a big church. They've got enough people. No, no, no. The bigger you get, the more people you need. Hello, the bigger you get, the more people you need. Hello, the bigger you get, the more people you need. And also, the bigger you get, the smaller you have to get. So we're always working to make sure our connect groups and our, you know, our smaller uh, gatherings are anointed and powerful because so we want everybody to realize Global Heart Church will always be a family So I put here again, I'll just read our vision. Our vision is we see an increasing family of churches across the world impacting communities with the salvation and love of Jesus. Let me say that again. We see an increasing family of churches across the world impacting communities with the salvation and love of Jesus. Just that you know, Toby, just a little cultural thing, which I just told the Melbourne church again, we're a bit different to some other churches uh, um, who y- you would know if I was to name them. I uh, and name them or start naming churches. But the main issue for us at Global Heart Church is that when the guys go, our church in Germany and Zambia and now Melbourne, that they have the spirit and heart of our house here, that it's the family of God. But sometimes with a lot of the churches, when they put a church in another place, they paint the building exactly the same. They have the same song, the same preaching time. They do the same message. Everything around the world is identical. And I'm just going to let you know that that's not where we're coming from. Because when you go to other countries like Zambia and you go to Germany, um, a lot of churches go and then they just do their services in English or uh, bump out the culture of the city they go to or the country. We won't be doing that. So Global Heart Church, when I go to Zambia, uh, our church is African's. Who are part of a global global heart church family, but we are very much supporting them releasing their culture, mixing it, hello, with song from here or Jesus culture or anyone else. Uh, they're, They're happy for that, but we don't want them to lose the fact that they are Zambians and they are African. So what we're interested in, God's heart, is that we're of the one spirit and heart, and not identical churches, identical people. I want people to go, oh my gosh, it feels so much like Perth, but gee, it's so melbourne (laughs) And then in Germany, up in Germany, uh, I've said to our team up there, so you know again, we're in Germany, so we honor Germany. And so we preach in German and translate to English. And uh, we're doing everything that honors the nation. Whatever the Lord calls us to, we're not going to try and make them be Australian and, hey, here's this and you need this and all. It's like, no, no, spirit and heart and family is the key, not identical church for us. All right? Yeah, so not identical church. So we're not worried about that. So if you see us go along and you go, hang on, it looks different, good. (laughs) Because we just want spirit and heart of a family. And I think if you have children... In a family, like my boys have their own, uh, two of them married, have their own families now. Well, if they're we're trying to copy mine in their mother's lounge room, and, which they would never do. <laughs> Jordan thinks that we have some kind of mausoleum art gallery thing. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> He's like kind of nodding. But, but that, I don't think that's healthy. I think what's healthy is that they all create. So you just need to know that our leadership team, and from Sue and I, we're saying in Melbourne and Germany, create. Our heart is spirit and heart. And family not the look yeah which puts pressure on people which i think not uh which is not where the lord's at i don't think so um john stott said uh something powerful and he was actually uh all souls church in london it was just up the road from sue and i when we uh, had london christian life center which became the hillsong church he was just up the corner from us but i um, remember a quote he said he said we must be global christians with a global vision because our god is a global god just came back to me that he said that uh, many years ago, he passed up the road from Sue and I. He, he was a great uh, leader and author, but he said, we must be global Christians with a global vision because our God is a global God. Our purpose, everybody, is for people to experience God's saving grace, along with his plan and purpose for their lives. We want people to experience God's saving grace, that they're experiencing, hello, they've turned to God, they've asked God to forgive them, turned from their sin, and now they're experiencing God's incredible saving grace, and that they're now walking in that, and then that we're going to help them uh, to walk into God's plan and purpose for their lives. So everybody, that's God's plan for you, God's plan for me, and also I want us as a great family to be helping and cheering each other on into that, in Jesus' name. Um, Our values, just in case you don't know, what's the Global Heart Church's values? Uh, We looked at this over years to see what were the key values just flowing out of the heart of our church and out of the heart of the leadership team. And I'm going to give you those in case you never heard them again. But number one is honor. Keeps coming out in everything that we did when we looked into what's flowing out of our church. And we had some very smart uh, people help us discover all of this. But uh, honor was valuing God, number one. Valuing God, number one, and his house, valuing ourselves, and then valuing others. Valuing God, number one, his house, ourselves, and others. And, uh, and Romans 12 says, be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Give preference to one another. Honor one another. So we want to have a house of honor. Next one is faith, outworking belief in the miraculous power of God in all areas of our life and all areas of church. Everybody who's here, can I encourage you? You're going to, the enemy's going to jump in your life if you are not building a Christian walk outside of church. If you're not building a Christian walk outside of this gathering, you will go because the enemy will be at work to remove you and to discourage you and to ship you off. You need to build your Christian walk with the Lord outside. So, I want to encourage you um, to have faith in the miracles. You first got to honor God yourself personally. So, can I encourage everybody, just make daily that you've got time in God's Word. Bible app, get your Bible app Get the Word of God, whatever works for you, reading, listening, worship. I'm doing uh, two or three chapters a day, then I'll do a proverb every day. So that's my reading plan through. Uh, start in the New Testament, but just make sure you're making some time. Click off social media. They reckon now people are more unwell from social media. The statistics out coming out now, it's huge. And it's actually changing your brain pattern. And actually They're now discovering that you actually can't think properly with, your, with social media and the phone. It's actually now stopping, it's interfering with people's ability to think. So the more you get rid of your phone and the more you get your Bible out on, the smarter you'll be. (laughs) So let's uh, just make sure you're doing that, everybody, because you won't last if you're not building it yourself. You can't run on church and other people's walks with God. You've got to get your own. But if you do, and also don't make it difficult. Just, you know, make it sit in your favorite chair, get in the park, get by the beach, say, Lord, I'm spending time with you and everybody, everything else can wait, you know. Whatever you, whatever's going to work for you. Um, but faith is a big one too. So even now in Campbell and Victoria, it, everything that we saw already is like coming to play and uh, just quite amazing. And I just was like there Sunday night going, well, you know, this is the miracle that we saw already happening. And, uh, and all, I'm going in the shops with our team and people are like, hey, Eli, <laughs> hey, so-and-so. By the way, everybody, one of the great things that they're doing is they've moved close to each other. But when they go in a store, that, Eli go in a store, they're saying to one another, uh, go in the same barber. So they go and they go, hey, Eli told us to come. And the barber's like, oh, my gosh, really? So both those barbers came to church Sunday night, two hours. To and I just thought, hey, we need to be saying to each other, if you like a certain store, tell your friend or who tells them in church, you should go there and tell them I sent you from Global Heart Church. And then people in our community know we're supporting their businesses. Mary sent me from Global Heart Church, and she said, you're a great hairdresser or, you know, your food's great or whatever. And now in Campbell, they're like, oh, my gosh, how nice are you guys sending people to me from? And you're all from Global Heart Church. <laughs> they're like, yeah, saw 14 of us. <laughs> 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 so, so let's be smart with that hey, and say, hey, shop, right, shop, we're going. Or if you do already, say I sent you. And then out there, people are hearing Global Heart Church, Global Heart Church, and hearing you're welcome from several people in Jesus' name. Okay, next one was relationship. So I'm running a bit late now, but relationship is so important. Faith, let's believe for the miraculous. God is in the miraculous. When we, do, when we walk in God's will, he'll pay the bill. And when we walk in God's will, he'll get you in and out of quarantine. I went to Queensland. They let the wall down. I don't know if you guys remember the last one. Uh, they let down, you can now go, fly out of Perth. I flew out in the morning. Every else cancelled their tickets. I didn't know. It was like, Lord, I'm going. They let me go. It was like midnight. My flight was in the morning. Then when I came back, they locked Perth down again as I arrived back. That was last time. And then this time I got back in. I went, whew, I'm back. And then tonight, we're locking down Melbourne. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> So, walk in his will, right? Walk in his will. Relationship, caring for people through community. You know, Jesus says in John 13, i give you a new commandment, that you love one another. And he says, you know, by this all men will know that, you know, you're my disciples. So, he's new commandment, love one another. And that's why God's saying to us here in our, you know, here at home in Perth, stretch your arms out for Zambia, stretch your arms out for Germany, stretch your arms out for Melbourne and pray people in, you know, and love them. And I think everybody here is going to get to get a visit over there. Um, But through that, we just don't know whose lives are being literally rescued. But relationship here at home, caring for one another, let's care, let's encourage one another, support one another, let's cheer each other on, let's use words that build one another in Jesus' name. Generosity, expressing God's love through our actions, words... And financial giving, another great part of what flows out of here is generosity. I know there's a whole bunch of generous people, but I know there's a whole bunch of people who aren't. And it's not because you don't mean not to be generous. It's because it just hasn't quite grabbed you yet. But I really want to encourage you that God is really generous. And if you've never taken that step of faith, you're not bad, everybody, just so you know. There's no bad people. But I want to just encourage you to ask the Lord to help you to trust him. I asked the Lord, Lord, help me to trust you. Um, and uh, because, you know, who hasn't had trust issues? Well, in this staff anyway. <laughs> this is the staff of trust issue people. But we said to say, Lord, help me to trust you when I don't feel like I can trust anybody. And then as we stepped out and said, okay, Lord, I'm going to trust you here. Every time, you know, God, he may not have backed us up week one or month one or first six months, but suddenly, as we step down and trust to God financially, it's like, Lord, how did that happen? How's that happening? How's that happening? And, uh, and I love that guy we uh, talked about that day. His name I've forgotten now. And he's the rich millionaire's son who died for going to China to serve God in the 1920s or whatever. And when they looked at his journal, he was, he was, he was already in his 20s, had million plus dollars in his account in 1920. And then he, what was it? No regrets. No regrets. And the last thing was no reserves. And then multitudes of people came out of him uh, giving his life for Christ. Uh, and he was a millionaire's son who said, no, no, I want to serve the Lord, but ended up getting sadly sick. But the impact of his life multiplied. So can I encourage everybody, uh, ask the Lord to help you trust him. Ask him. Because if, if we're giving together, wow, we can, we can turn the world upside down. But listen, God can turn your world upside down for good. All good. You know. Uh, also, to I just want to say this to everybody too, because a lot of people here tonight are core cool people or new to the core of carrying what we're doing. Um, you know, Jesus is the most profound person in the world. He's the creator of the universe. He's like he would speak, and the crowds would flock to him. Yet, if you look at Jesus, every time he spoke, he spoke as I said profoundly, but he spoke simply. That was the how it was so profound it was like that was just unbelievable but, but Jesus turned it into a simple story so we could get it just be careful of people who want to do the deep teaching thing because I'm right into deep teaching that leads to deep action deep love deep care deep building of God's house deep building of people's lives but sometimes I'm like I'm with people who uh, they love being very theological, but I'm like, do you realize that Jesus worked to not be like you? He worked to make it simple. And uh, and so I love getting into the Word, but here's the other side. Just let me just put this in there. If you genuinely get into the Word of God and really seek God, like there's times where I'm like, I am in the Word and I am praying, and, Lord, I need to hear from you. And I'm going to tell you now, every time I get, like, I'm right in there, I'm praying, I might be fasting as well, and I'm just seeing God. Every time I get in there, here's what comes out to me from the Lord. He says to me these things. He says, says, number one, I love you. Number one, I love you. Next thing, God is giving me a deep love for him from that time. Then he's saying to me, Jared, humble yourself daily. Next thing he takes me to humility, which means my big deep teaching thing. (laughs) Humble yourself daily. Then he reminds me in those seasons, this is over 40 years now, the Lord then reminds me that he came to serve, not be served. So he reminds me, Jared, reposture your heart and your life to serve people. And... uh, Yeah, and he also reminds me too that the servant doesn't tell the master where they'll serve. (laughs) Mm. So anytime I think I want to serve here or here or I'll do that but I won't do this and I'll put a restriction here and a restriction there, the Lord reminds me uh, the servant doesn't tell the master where and when they'll serve. The servant asks, where am I needed? So can I encourage everybody, if you want to experience spiritual breakthrough and really have the Lord working with you, it's like saying to the Lord, Lord, where am I needed? And now, even though the team are doing this supernatural thing, God's using them in Melbourne, Unless I said, okay, and Sue said, okay, we're open to doing this now in Melbourne, which is more responsibility, more capacity, more time in my thoughts. But we had to say, Lord, with a servant, what does the master want? And he says, I need you to go to the east now. Do you understand what I'm saying? But I'm not saying to the Lord, well, Lord, you know, I don't really do Melbourne because I don't do rain and cold weather. So... (laughs) So you're really going to need to think about somebody else because now I just do beach. I'm a beach person now. By the way, when I'm in Melbourne, don't tell the guys, I'm there going, where is the beach? (laughs) That's right. They don't have one. No. (laughs) So, all right. So everybody, if you are spending time with the Lord, I will know. And if you're somebody that really is having a deep time with Jesus, you will come out with, He loves you so deeply. You will have a deeper love for him. Then you will have a deeper love for the lost. You will absolutely love God's house because the only thing Jesus is doing is building his church and he's using us to reach the lost. Ephesians 4, he put five ministry gifts there to help bring guidelines and and support and encouragement, teaching, and correction, blah, 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 blah. blah. But then Revelation, he says, by the way, I'm coming back for my bride, which is my church. So you cannot have a profound, deep teaching time and come out with all this other stuff and miss the basis of everything that is in the Bible. You're good? All right. Okay, so we exist, everyone, to set the table well at Global Heart Church. So it's the year of the table, but we exist to set the table well. As I said, Jesus is returning for his bride So at Global Heart Church, to set the table well, we need to keep praying. Everybody, let's keep praying. Just every day, just think of church. Think of people in church. Pray for our team here. But then let's pray for the lost together. Make sure you pray for your friends and your family. And then pray and say, Lord, help me, Father, to humble myself, that I might become the servant that you can use ongoingly. Um, I was just thinking about Eli. You know, Eli's ended up, and I really see him in the role of the campus leader. But for many of you don't know that Eli, when he was our Young Adults Pastor, he came out of a wealthy family, Eli, and really humbled himself, came into church, dropped his girlfriend that he had, sold his sports car, just came in, had to put it all into, into other things and then went to Bible college. But Eli, even when um, he finished Young Adults in November, I said, thanks, mate, you did a really good job this year, it's been good but you won't be doing that again next year. And we were down at LeapFrogs, and he goes, well, what would I be doing next year? I said, in February, you'll be going to Japan to live for a year. And Eli goes, I'm going to Japan to live for a year. Yeah, you're going to be great. You're going to be used there in their Yokohama church. (laughs) Eli was like, Japan, lovely. I like sushi. (laughs) Anyway, but straight away when I said in May, that's what the next part for your life is going to help prepare you for what you're doing he didn't know about Melbourne then, but I knew it would prep him. And immediately he said, that's what you believe that I'm meant to do. I'm up for it. And so in February he went. He tells me even in Melbourne this time it changed his life, learned so much, worked in a small church. Anyway, when I go to t- Japan last time be- uh, before COVID hit, two guys in the Yokohama, I, did, I was doing like a night in Yokohama, a night in Osaka. I go and do nights at their campuses. And these two young guys sitting opposite me said, can you please thank Pastor Eli? We lived with him. And one of them goes, one of them goes, I've become the worship pastor, I'm on full-time staff now. He really kicked my butt. <laughs> he goes, I really needed it. And the other guy said, I've become, I'm on the leadership team now of the church. And Eli really kicked my butt. <laughs> and he just he taught me to be, you know, follow through on what you say and do, be discipled. He said to me, Hey, listen, you need to make your aim authentic Christianity, not religious. And he said, and now both of them at the table were both thanking me to thank Eli. So, but I'm just saying that to say his flexibility to say, yes, I'll go. Then he said to me, oh, best year of my life. Changed my life. Now has prepped him. Then the Lord goes, okay, if you can do that, next door is opening for you, which will have more blessing, more favor, and I'll use you even more. The extraordinary comes from the person who adds the extra to what is ordinary. The extraordinary comes from the person who adds the extra to what is ordinary, which is what I'm talking about. Where we're saying, Hey, Lord, I'm coming to you. Jesus, I'm coming, I'm drawing to you. Father, show me my place of service in this current moment. And show me, Lord, if I need to just open my heart and arms to uh, something else or something more. And in that, God says, I'll add the, the extraordinary to your life. Yeah. And so, you know, Sue and I could both say to Melbourne, no. Too much on. Too much happening. Got enough now. Got our two wonderful grandsons have arrived. We just don't want to think about that as well. But we so, And then that comes to us. We can say no. But we know that the Lord says, just open your heart a bit more and here's what happens, and I'll grace you, (laughs) and it'll be easy. All right. Um, So, when we uh, are serving in an area at church, you are setting the table well at Global Heart Church. Wherever you're serving, can I encourage you, your serving is influencing um, God's house, where you serve influences. So, if you go to, to a, you know, if I go to a wedding or a reception, you you can see the staff at a place influencing an event by how they hold the event, what they say, what they do at a restaurant. It's influencing the event. we in the kingdom. It's the same, everybody. So how we serve in an area is actually demonstrating love and respect for God, and for people. And uh, I love, you know, like if you're if you, the girls will know Sue like my wife's always got candles going, she's at Easter time, we all got serviettes with Easter rabbits on them all, Sue's into all the detail, and she makes it all cozy and warm, there's always candles, it's like a a Catholic monastery really, but anyway, (laughs) which I did grow up around, so quite used to it, but it makes it super warm and cozy, you know, um, I think if we all just think, hey, we're welcoming people who's, you know, who don't know the Lord. We're really welcoming them for the Lord. And we're standing in that place of, you know, you are welcome here at Global Heart Church. Uh, so everybody, just think about that. And, um, and that will just help us to see what we do is a bit more important. Because sometimes I think you can downplay where you're serving or what you're doing. And I really don't want you to downplay it. Here's a few thoughts. So I thought table manners. I'm going to run out of time. Got a few minutes, but table manners. Because I thought with Year of the Table, we need table manners, right? (laughs) And uh, just, you know, some are fun, some are a bit more spiritual. But anyway. But, um, you know, the Bible does say, which is what, you know, I think most believers are doing when you have a meal, it says, give thanks. 1 Timothy 4, verse 4 to 5 says, receive everything with thanksgiving. So, whatever you're doing in life, everyone, if you want to walk in the blessing of God, G, count your blessings. And be grateful for your blessings, and thank the Lord for every blessing and everything that you receive. Um, and I think if we're doing that from our one heart family here tonight, who are carrying a lot of things, obviously there's other people who can't be here tonight, but everybody who's here, if we're carrying that and we're you know bringing that into all that we're doing, it's going to really help people to to receive what God's got because they're going to watch us have a spirit of thanksgiving. And uh, I think if that's running through every department at Global Heart Church, wow, the Lord's going to be able to move so much. You know, a few more table-banner things. Just a funny one is um, somebody once said, "Don't if you're going out to dinner, uh, and this was, uh, I learned this years ago, is don't monopolize the conversation. God gave us two ears and one mouth. It's hard, right? <laughs> but... If you're just thinking about that, when people come and we come into fellowship with people and we invite people in, just realize everybody, one of the great things we can do is listen to people. So Sunday night, I hardly did any talking because I really was just so captivated by people's stories, who'd somehow connected with us. And one of the great things you can do is just listen and, uh, and just let people talk and you know just ask the Lord to give you wise words. So wherever you're serving, that, whether it's the team at church or whether it's new people, let's say, Lord, help me not to monopolize the conversations, but realize I got two ears and one mouth, and help me, Lord, to get that table manner of listening in Jesus' name. Look for things to praise. When you go out to dinner to someone's house, uh, it's always a great thing to look at how to praise the chef, the cook, the host. And I think in God's kingdom, we need to kind of have the same spirit and heart is what can we praise? What can we praise in our area? What can you praise in God's kingdom? Who can you praise? Who can you encourage? Um, And don't look to criticize. You don't want to go to dinner and somebody gives you a meal and then you go, I really don't like meat and veg. And uh, the, the hostess or host has been cooking all day. And then, oh, I don't. No, I don't do that sauce. And no, no, I don't do this. And then, look, honestly, that's your last invitation, right? And so, so, so we've got to just say, in the kingdom, Lord, help us to express gratefulness uh, because it's very, very important as we invite people to the table that they also experience gratefulness from those who are at the table already. In Jesus' name, ask for things to be passed don't just grab somebody else's, what's in front of somebody else. Sometimes in the kingdom we can be grabbing what other people have. Ask the Lord when he's ready to pass it to you. There's just a little thought. Sue would tell me, don't rush your food, chew your food. How many husbands need have heard that? Me and Robbie. That's awesome. The rest of you unbelievably silver service husbands. That's all there is. Um, Knife and fork together at four o'clock at the end of the meal. Just remember that. And uh, (laughs) I learned that in silver service. Anyway, offer to help clean up everybody. That's what happens in table manners is that you always say, hey, at the end of a meal, can I help? Can I help clean up? At least take your plate to the kitchen. But I think in God's kingdom again, it reminds me that we're setting this table for people to come in and be saved. Is that they're seeing also this family that are like, hey, can I help clean up? Hey, could I help there? That spirit of help and heart really just resonates with family, right? And, uh, you know, it really resonates with how you're part of a family when you're um, helping and helping clean up the mess sometimes, right? So, and if you're going to leave uh, something, ask to be excused. <laughs> and I learned that from my wife as well. <laughs> you're leaving the table early excuse me love can i go to the bathroom no all right last couple of thoughts everybody i'm out of time now so but bring people to god's table we're in community but god has called us to bring people to the table and our god everybody just remember god is firstly a missionary jesus is a missionary that was his first mission come to us and uh i want to encourage us that we're called uh, to play our part in that. By the way, God is at work too. After people, I love it. I'm working. God's at work, and He allows me to work alongside Him. How awesome is that? God's at work, and then He allows you to work alongside. C.S. Lewis put it this way. He said, "I had never, I never had the experience of looking for God." He said, "It was the other way round." C.S. Lewis. He was the hunter, or so it seemed to me. He said, and I was the deer. He stalked me, took unerring aim, and fired. (laughs) And C.S. Lewis says, And for that I am very thankful that this is how the first conscious meeting with him occurred. Only the English could say it in this way. It forearms one against subsequent fears that the whole thing was only wish fulfillment. Something one didn't wish for can hardly be that. Christian Reflections, page 169. Soul winning, everyone, is one hungry person telling another hungry person where the food is. Soul winning is one hungry person telling another hungry person where the food is. I'm watching in Melbourne. It's not hard. Just tell people, hey, I found some food. In actual fact, I found food that sustains and where you'll never really hunger again. If you had the cure for cancer, would you be quiet? If you had the cure for cancer, would you be quiet? I don't think any of us would be. But we have the cure for what ails humanity. Let's ask the Lord to help us to graciously share it with people. If you want to go quickly, go alone. African proverb. Is this from Nigeria, Peju? Not sounding like it. No, she's nodding her head, saying that's a definite not Nigerian. If you want to go quickly, go alone. But if you want to go far, sorry. If you want, if you want to go quickly, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. The power is in doing it together. Don't let the enemy isolate you. The wolf comes to pick off one. But the power of everything that God does in the kingdom is when we do it together. And last thought here is, um, uh, you can't talk of the second coming if half of the world has never heard of his first coming. You can't talk of the second coming if half of the world has never heard of his first coming. Wow. Wow. So a reminder, everyone, we live in a day where we, in Perth, there are a lot of people who don't know about Jesus. I'm surprised how many young people are now coming up, and they, they know that he's some kind of historical figure. So we're, we're positioned, all the world's coming into Australia, but they need to hear from us. And we need to be looking to reach out to those who don't know him. Let's reach the lost together. Let's reach the nations. Let's reach all age groups. Global Heart Church is a family of nations, family of people from all over the world, all ages, all backgrounds. But together, wow, what a family together. Come on, wow, what a family together. Come on, what a family together. (laughs) Come on, what a family you are together. In Jesus' name. So we're going to finish right there. Do you want to just stand up with me, everybody? I'm just going to pray for you right now. And we are going to have a blessed.